All right, because three is a crowd, I'm here today once again, out of the outside, into the inside, into the blockhouse. I'm here today once again every week with Kelly. How's it going, Kelly? It's so nice to be inside the blockhouse where uh, it's nine million degrees and there's no sound outside. That was the problem outside. Was that was the, the problem outside. Yeah. Right now, Jared is uh, playing his oboe across the street in the park. So we are in the blockhouse trying to shield ourselves from Jared. <laughs> from Jared. Uh, it's, it's a bit much. But we are here today, as always. Why would you rather be outside in a park when you could be listening to a Bob Dylan podcast? This is what this is. We, we can pick... listen to a Bob Dylan podcast outside in the park for what it's worth. True. And if you are outside in the park and you're like, Jared, this is too much, pop in the headphones <laughs> and enjoy the, sm- the smooth sound of Kelly and I <laughs> talking about Bob Dylan and talking about our week in the world. I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the number of chromosomes that are found in the offspring of a donkey and a horse. A mule? 63. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> are we going to episode mule? And this week, <laughs> and this week, we listen to Lord, I'm Walking Down the Line off of the Bootleg Series Volume 3 and the Bootleg Series Volume 9 and Broadside Night. Lord, I'm Walking Down the Line Walking down the line And I'm walking down the line My fate'll be flying The tale of my troubled mind Man, that's such a funny thing, like DIY music, where it's like, man, I really want to listen to a new song. God, I guess I gotta play it. Like I've said on the podcast multiple times, you can you can go and see the old broadsides. We've had it now with Hollis Brown and with God on Our Side. I think those are the only two. So if you wanted to go learn how to sing them and play them, and they have cool little drawings and stuff. I mean, it's 1962, so you know it's really old at this point. But highly worth checking out. So just type in broadside um, on on the Google. <laughs> Kelly, we spent a week listening to Walking Down the Line. Getting back to the 1960s, getting back to Bob, guitar, harmonica. How did this feel to come after uh, after a long music video month where we sort of, again, we do the thing where we run the gambit of Bob Dylan time. We left off on Dreaming of You and we've reverted back, back to the early days again. It seems to always happen that way. How did this feel this time around? It was really nice to go back. <laughs> I kind of forgot yeah, right. about the sound completely. Because I was like, well, Subterranean Homesick Blues was, was 60s, but it was our electric. That was a totally different song. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just bombing a harmonica. It's really nice. It's really nice. It's only two years apart from those, but it feels like a, a huge gulf of time. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, Broadside was where you could go pick up this song originally. They, they did also record for Broadside. I mean, they, had, they have LPs. They have old you know collections now that you can listen to on Spotify. It's not that they just... It's not like a... Back in the day when you would buy the sheet music, you know, the sheet right. music used to be the most popular form of like getting your music out there. No, this was uh, this was recorded for Broadside, but it was also kind of akin to the sheet music boom was the music publishing boom. So we haven't really talked a lot about the Whitmark operation, if you will, which was Bob Dylan sitting down to record songs that were going to be recorded by other people. But this was one that Bob had really no intention of ever really using, but he wrote it and recorded it for Whitmark to be sold off to other artists to get the royalties from them using the song. 
And uh, like this song and many, many, many others, it was incredibly successful. We listened to a couple versions, um, but there's a lot of versions we just didn't end up getting to. You can see those at our, our playlist on Spotify. You can search, see that our playlist is kept clean to keep up to date every single week. Or you can just uh, go to our website, SOTWPod, and search Walking Down the Line, and you will find uh, the playlist there, and you can follow along and do all that kind of stuff. But we haven't talked a lot about Albert Grossman, his manager, but it certainly plays into this too, which is like, here's a song, go out there and sing it, and then we'll just pump people for money. This has been covered far and wide. John Baez obviously has covered everything that Bob Dylan has possibly ever done. Uh, Glenn Campbell did an edition of it. Odetta did one on Odetta Sings Dylan, where Bruce Langhorn, who actually played guitar on Bringing It All Back Home, played with Odetta, played all the guitar and the tambourine. So that's a cool little connection right there. Ricky Nelson played it. Arlo Guthrie and Pete Seeger did a live album where this was featured on it. Uh, Arlo played this at Woodstock 94. So he felt he thought it was good enough to be a part of his like Woodstock performance. Uh, and then most recently, Sean Haynes, that I, I know about, Sean Hayes in, in 2003. Bob Dylan has never played this song live. Um, Clint Island said in Revolution in the Air, his book on all of Bob Dylan's songs, he said, quote, another song that he was content to give away Walking Down the Line came back to haunt him in June of 1987, when at least one member of the dead expressed a yen for it. He even ran it down on tour rehearsals, though that was as far as it got. We talked about before on on Dylan and the Dead, episode 15, that they did not want to play the hits. They wanted to dive deep in the catalog. Green Jane, approximately, from Highway 61, the only time it had ever been played since the heyday, was with the dead in, in 1987. Because uh, they love that song, and Dylan, Bob's like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't play those songs anymore. I just play like a Rolling Stone over and over again, man. Right. I'm a traditional act." And they're like, "No, we're the dead. We're gonna do this. <laughs> Deep cuts only." So, is it shocking that he never played it alive? No, I don't think so. It's a very minor song. Yeah, it, listening to this um, made me kind of sadly my preference for this era wane a little bit because it was interesting Whoa. coming back to it. I still like it, but it's like. Oh, it's it's just him and a guitar, which is great. But then I'm like, I don't know. I've seen too much, man. <laughs> Dude, look at that. Yeah, so it made me have a, a new appreciation for stuff that isn't just this, but I still like this. That's fair. I think going from Dreaming of You to this was also weird, where Dreaming of You is so technically proficient and beautiful and well-produced. And, it's and also modern, a, like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, and like another another lifetime of Dylan vocal you know, this is a great Dylan vocal delivery. I think it's like one of his great early 60s wonderful song. It's such a great song to sing along to. I love hearing it. Um, but yeah, it seems, a, I mean, it is a lifetime away, I guess, from 2001 even. But it's incredible. Walking, though, Kelly, is also incredible. <laughs> and walking, I just, I wanted to bring it up because we, we've had uh, Talking Blues before. Uh, walking and talking are things that human beings do all the time. Sure. Have you walked today? Yeah. You've walked. I've walked today. Huh? Walking is such a, a human thing, Kelly. So I'm going to bounce some stuff off to you. Uh, famous walkers in American history. Because Bob is Bob's tapping into something. We'll get into that in a moment. But Wait, I just wanted Paul to... Paul Walker? R.I.P.? <laughs> R.I.P. Paul Walker. <laughs> Paul Walker. No, the most famous walker, I think, would have to be Henry David Thoreau. He wrote a book called Walking. In the 1860s. Oh. Sorry, in the 1850s. He said, quote, We should go forth on the shortest walk, perchance, 
in the spirit of undying adventure never to return, prepared to send our embalmed, our embalmed hearts only as relics to our desolate kingdoms. If you are ready to leave father and mother and brother and sister and wife and child and friends and never see them again, if you've paid your debts and made your will and settled all your affairs and you are a free man, then you are ready for a walk. Rebecca Solnit, who wrote an incredible book called Wanderlust, A History of Walking, said, quote, The subject of walking is, in some sense, about how we invest universal acts with particular meanings. Like eating or breathing, it can be invested with wildly different cultural meanings from the erotic to the spiritual, from the revolutionary to the artistic. Charles Dickens said, if I could not walk far and fast, I think I should just explode and perish. Holy shit. Bill Bryson, in A Walk in the Woods about uh, the Appalachian Trail, said, quote, distance changes utterly when you take the world on foot. A mile becomes a long way, two miles literally considerable, 10 miles whopping, 50 miles at the very limits of conception. Woody Guthrie said, as I went walking, I saw a sign there, and on the sign it said no trespassing, but on the other side it didn't say nothing. That sign was made for you and me. And to all close it out with the incomparable Aerosmith who said, walk this way. (laughs) Those are the greatest walkers in American history. Were you moved? Did you want to while listening to that? If If you're not up and walking right now, there's something wrong with you. We're walking around the studio right here. Sure are not. Nope. Did Aerosmith not get you? Was that not a great, like... I mean, that was the final push that needed. But, uh, I don't <laughs> know. The Still dude, sitting. The dude that was like, I need to walk far and fast or whatever. I'm like, well, I might as well just explode then, I guess. I don't know. Farley walking fast anywhere. Or fastly walking Farley. I don't know. Farley's not I like there. Charles Dickens, the dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the dude. The dude. Is it, when people say Dickensian, do they mean that? They do. This is because he lived in a certain time and wrote in a specific way? That's right. Okay, so what kind of way? Explain what Dickensian means to me. It like means a... he wrote in a way that it, it, if you couldn't walk far and fast... No! <laughs> you might as well explode. So, like, dramatic? Yeah, just bleak? Dark, dreary, bleak. Okay. Yeah. One of his famous books is called Bleak House. So oh, yeah, there okay. You know. okay. And he yeah. also you know, wrote Tale of Two Cities and all the... Yeah, but I don't know what that is. Oh, it's just there's they're poor beggars. You've read A Christmas Carol, right? You know, but oh, yeah, Timmy. Yeah. Okay, Timmy yeah, yeah. Is, who needs... He's Tiny Tim. He's Tiny Tim. Right. Yeah, that's Charles Dickens. Oh, okay. So it's just a very moody setting. I thought Lewis Carroll did A Christmas Carol. <laughs> so, Kelly, we listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right at all. No, I think that's the guy that did Alice in Wonderland. It is. <laughs> and not a Christmas Carol, because no. that was Charles Dickens. <laughs> Although, that'd be amazing. I mean, you should really do what your name is. You should do bail bonds. Oh, I should. Yeah. Yeah. What would a Schmidt be? That's Smith, right? I'd be a Black Schmidt, yeah. yeah black Schmidt. It'd be amazing. <laughs> That's what we need to do. We just need to give up this podcast and right. go pursue our dreams. So, Kelly, let's talk about the song itself. To me, this song had more in common with something like Paths of Victory. If you remember, Paths of Victory, we shall walk. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Um, it's like a darker song, but like with a jolly sort of upbeat message type of thing. I wouldn't say that this one is necessarily super dark in the way Paths of Victory is sort of like, you know, it's kind of like crying out for like humanity to like grasp onto something and like pull themselves over uh, adversity and stuff. This one, I think you can read it two ways. Either sort of a sad 
Apparently, it's about the perils of a hobo walking down the railroad. Mm. White people love trains. White people love riding trains. Trains ride on rails. So hobos be on rails. <laughs> so I never really got that. I just kind of enjoyed it as like a down on your luck sort of like, I'm in a bad relationship and I have money that just flows and flows and flows through the holes in the pockets of my clothes. Love that line. Love his delivery of that. I just saw it as like a down on your luck sort of like person who's like existing in the world. Who's yeah. like, one day I'm going to get it together. Uh, and I thought that that was really, that's always made it such a fun song for me because I, I just really like his delivery. I love the guitar. It does the thing with the guitar that you don't really like, which is that he is singing and playing to the way he sings. There's no actual, like, he doesn't sit down the way that when it's covered, there'll mm-hmm. just be a band playing it and right, they yeah. sing to it. He is just, like, Im- imbibing the whole thing. Yeah. Did you did you feel that? It's not, not as, like, prevalent No, I definitely one. didn't on, on this as much as other ones, like where he's like, just kind of going rogue as opposed to following, like, a solid time signature of any kind. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because this is so jangly and so simple that yeah. it didn't really... He wasn't trying to fit a lot in. I think that's where that usually tends to come is when he's got a lot of words to say in a short amount of time. These are short lines and repetitive, and I so maybe it, it didn't feel like that to me. Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah, it was really great. I and you know the, the two versions on both of the bootleg series is, are the same. Apparently, there's a longer version of them playing it, and they sort of cut it a little differently. So there is a little bit more on each of them. They're not like identical versions of them. Uh, and apparently, from what I saw online, the one on the bootleg series, volume one through three, was like cut between um, a, a false take and this to make a better full take. Hmm. Whereas the uh, the Widmark one is sort of like a longer, it's got, you know, a little bit of extra time on the ends because that's the whole idea is to be a part of the archive experience. You're not just listening to the song, but also what's happening between takes because you want to know how it's like to sit down with your guitar and play or something like that. So. Right now? Yeah, it's 30 seconds longer. Yeah. It's a bit long, way longer intro. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, uh, and so that happens a lot. And we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, Bootleg Series Volume 9 stuff as we go forward. Um, most of it is not going to be songs that we're going to choose. Most of them are songs that are already in existence. So we'll just get like an extra taste of those. I have been rewatching Mad Men for the last couple of weeks. And you've seen some of Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately in season six where we have gone full flashback, where it is the weird, creepy kid doing all the weird Don Draper flashbacks in the whorehouse, and like we're about to like watch Don have sex with. He's like thirteen. He's about to have sex for the first time, and it's like this is like the worst part of this show. But if fans have not made it that far, in season one they had the episode called "The Hobo Code." We all wish we were from someplace else. Believe me. Ain't you heard? I'm a whore child. No. I hadn't heard anything about that. You don't talk like a bum. I'm not. I'm a gentleman of the rails. For me, every day is brand new. Every day's a brand new place, people, what have you. 
where we meet young Don Draper before things got really bad and we started doing flashbacks as like a crutch. We met Don Draper back in the day as a little kid, Dick Whitman, I guess, not Don Draper. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and we meet a hobo who basically shows him the hobo signs or whatever and teaches him how to do that. And if this is like a hobo railroad thing, it's such a Woody Guthrie, it's such a Woody Guthrie song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just nothing more than that. This, this could have been on our Woody Guthrie month. Mm-hmm. So I, I was constantly thinking of that while... You know, watching Mad Men this week in particular and thinking back on, you know, the hobo code. And really the hobo code is still a fascinating artifact of like, was it ever real? Was it not? You know, these would be like you would walk up to houses and make little symbols like she makes good pie or they're going to cheat you out of money and make you work and cheat you out of money. Or um, they're a Christian. So, you know, say something really sweet or, you know, whatever, Hmm. basically telling you how how this house operates or don't go here. Do not even try because they will assault you or, you know, harass you or whatever. Um, so the fact that that is still uh, something that is hotly debated, if that was ever really a thing or not, uh, is fascinating because I think people are inherently fascinated by hoboism and like the even the idea of just like going out into the world, which I think has a lot to do with walking. Like a lot of people get the idea to just walk. Some people are incredibly misguided wanting to just walk to Eugene. But some people but some people aren't. You know, it's not really about the physical act of walking. It's more about just getting away. Yeah. And some people are pushed to it or some people are outcast from the world. Uh, so it, I think the, the brilliance of this song is that I never saw it as a hobo walking on the railroads, but I'm fine with it being that, even if that's, like, sort of reductive, because it... Um, you know, I think it all it all fits. We don't see why things are going bad. We can only infer. I got a heavy-headed gal. I got a heavy-headed gal. I got a heavy-headed gal. She ain't a feeling well. When she's better on the time, I'll tell a lot. I'm walking down the line. Walking down the line. Have you ever been called a heavy-headed gal? What is a heavy-headed gal? I don't know. I would have... I was trying to kind of parse that is if it's someone who's having a lot of heavy thoughts like mm. that maybe uh, mentally having some kind of mental health issues um, and especially when he like, follows it up with she's sick right now or whatever he says she ain't feeling well when she's better when we yeah. try to tell so I took that to mean like she's suffering some kind of mental see and I saw it the other way I saw it as like the madman way which is like oh those women they need their fainting couches and oh. basically just being like I got a stubborn girl what an idiot, not letting me do what I want. She's not feeling well and that she's she's having the fit. She's hysteric. Yeah, or yeah. it could even be another way, which is that she thinks heavy thoughts all the time. She's very oh. interested in what's going on in the world, what we would call woke now. I oh, guess. yeah, so she, that's fair. Everything's very heavy, man. Yeah. Very heavy. And then he sees it as like a sickness. Where mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta, gotta get away from this. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's kind of good. I like that one because it's also open-ended. And it's also, I mean, it could be bad if you want it to be. And I always read it as bad. Mm. Like, it's sort of a, it doesn't look good for the narrator. Like, to describe oh, yeah. your gal. Not like a great that. life. Yeah, not a great <laughs> life. Uh, like I said before, I think the money comes and goes. It rolls and flows and rolls and flows through the holes in the pockets of my clothes. Great internal rhyme. Great little, like, sneak peek of Bob Dylan's stuff to come. Such a fun turn of phrase. And, uh. Who doesn't know that feeling of just money coming in and going out? That's you know, my life. That's my life still. Yeah, I know. And it, it feels better when you have more money because you have more to lose and it just it sucks. Yeah. You know, either people be stealing shit and you got to replace your battery. 
in your car or your transmission's going bad, so you're gonna have to just sink a bunch oh, of money okay, into it. Right. It just never stops, you know? And uh, and I think that's that part of the song, especially this week, when it's just constantly, um, you're like, yeah, that's what's up. And who also doesn't know I see the morning light? Yeah, that's my favorite It's verse. not because I'm an early riser, I didn't go to sleep last night. I yeah. love that, it's a great little twist. And also, I think we're just coming off those years where we would stay up till five in the morning, yeah. not even blinking an eye. And be really, really drunk doing it. And then just being like, well, I guess I'll go to bed now. And now I'm like, I couldn't even make it to like two without just completely being dead. I think that verse colored the whole way that I was listening to the song. In that I didn't, I know, I, I did look up and find out that this was supposed to be a hobo walking down the yeah. tracks. But I didn't see it as that. I very much took it as like a teenager in the 60s, mm-hmm. just like hanging out and like dealing with their life. Yeah. And just like little snippets of them, you know, hanging out and partying with their friends or having a little bit of a struggling, like a trying relationship and mm-hmm. just, yeah, spending money recklessly, getting yeah. in trouble. Relationship. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Staying up late, drinking, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everyone's life at, you know, 20 years old. You mm-hmm. know, that's what you're trying to do. And then I love the end. I got my walking shoes. I was actually going to look up shoes, but shoes, man, that's a big topic. Oh, yeah. So walking shoes. He's got his walking shoes. He's not going to lose. The official line at BobDillon.com is, I believe I got the walking blues. This is the very last line. Mm-hmm. But he sings, what else can pull with you? I got my walking shoes. I got my walking shoes. And I ain't going to lose. I got my walking shoes. Which it's the song with the chorus. Can't be mad at it. It's true. Great harmonica. It's not yeah. like the harmonica we've gotten even during music video month where it's just like blow at once and yeah. like, oh goodbye. Very Don't even sound like a harmonica, you know? This was great. Very expressive. Uh made me think back on Woody Guthrie Month in particular. Especially the Woody Guthrie, like Bob aping Woody. And you can go back and listen to our mixed up confusion, Woody and Bob where we listened to Bob Dylan covering Woody Guthrie's songs from the Minnesota tape, which was in 1961-62, so right around this time. Uh, that's the one where he was doing the crazy harmonica on um, oh, the Long train. John. Long John, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and the train fits right in here, because so, white people love trains. I love trains. And, uh, yeah, so I, I love that idea. Put them on a tr- railroad track, put them just uh, you know, in the woods somewhere, or put them in a city, you know, hanging out with his friends. Nothing is out of place in this song. It's such a simple song. It's so deceptively simple that it's hard to it's hard to riff on. I think it being so simple is what lends itself to any kind of imagery you can conjure because there's nothing pinning it in, you know, to any one idea like of what you think the song is because there's nothing super duper specific. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I did want to know, and I don't know if you would know. So I walked the line, Johnny Cash. Came out in 56. Do you think that he was in any way influenced by that? I don't think he invented walking down the line. Uh, didn't he, though? <laughs> well, I guess there is a, the biggest difference is Bob Dylan's walking down it, and Johnny Cash is just walking oh, it. Oh, he can walk it any direction. He doesn't right. have to go down. Yeah, he can go down. up. He can go north, south, east, or west with it, but he is walking the line. The line. Mm. So, I don't know. It's a good question. I wonder how far back walking the line goes. That's a good. That's something we yeah. could have looked up. Didn't. But didn't. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. There, there's more walking songs to come, so I'm not really worried about that. But Did you ever see The Fox and the Hound, the animated Disney movie? It's really sad. Of course I've seen The Fox okay. and the Hound. This song reminded me of The Fox and the Hound uh-huh. for some reason. I can't remember the super sad song that's in that movie. Oh, just the song or not? Well, the, the idea of like, the movie, too. Yeah. I don't know. Just see a little... Before everything goes terribly wrong yeah, yes, with their yes, puppies. Yes. As they always do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so the, so the vibe or like you could see the fox and the or hound maybe, losing maybe money. Or maybe even... No. <laughs> or though, maybe even Robin Hood like... Well, that's... Um, yeah. What's his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood and Little John. Walking through the forest. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Just take out that song and put in Walking Down the Line. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of now, Fox and the Hound. <laughs> yeah, Definitely Fox some Hound. animated dog situation. <laughs> Bless guns. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, because he's a fox in Robin Hood, right? The anime one. Yeah, he's definitely oh, a fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking of Man and Titans for no reason. No, no, no. Not that. I know. Nope. I'm just... Carrie... Carrie... Ewes? Elves? I have no idea what you're talking The guy about. from Princess Bride. He was Robin Hood, right? Men in Tights? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right? Sure. Or maybe... Oh, my God. There's been so many Robin Hood movies. Uh, so many. So many. Because there was like a serious Robin Hood. That was that, Russell Crowe. No, that was... No, that's more, even more reason. There was a serious Robin Hood in the 90s that I think Carrie... Carrie... Oh, yeah. I think it was Costner. Yeah. So then it must be Men in Tights that Carrie did. I just remember seeing him in Saw and he had gotten... The oh, widening had struck. The widening had struck. Yeah. Okay. The widening is always... It was a, a good plague. tangent. It's just such a specific way on all dimensions of a, that a body can Do you think it maybe it's just... the camera? I mean, they say the camera adds out five pounds, right? I mean, maybe it's just like, <laughs> on some people, the camera just hits them in a way where it's just like, whoa, Funhouse Mirror. We really can't, <laughs> we really can't adjust for this without blowing out. It's just these guys, out. I don't know, it's like guys with really wide shoulders that have kind yeah. of blocky heads that, that they're like 6'2". They, they just, be tall, yeah. they get, they just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they lose the leanness as you do when yeah. you get older. True. Yeah, yeah, they just sort of like everywhere. Just turn just... into a rectangle on top of a rectangle. <laughs> yes, they transform and roll out into the widening. <laughs> they announced the widening is happening. Just... <laughs> well, yeah. So we're going to get walking down the line into Robin Hood, is the idea. Uh, for the future. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Never ever thinking there was danger in the water. They were drinking, they just guzzled it down. Never dreaming that a scheming sheriff and his posse was watching them and gathering around. Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest Chopping fences, dodging trees, trying to get away Contemplating nothing but escaping, finally making it Oodle-lolly, oodle-lolly, golly, what a day Oodle-lolly, oodle-lolly, golly, what a day Final thoughts, Kelly, on this song. You can understand why this didn't uh, make it onto a record. I think um, it's a very... Simple song. There's not a whole lot going for it. It's just a really fun song. And people didn't hear it until 1991. I think people were aware that it was sung by other people, that 
um, that Bob Dylan had done it. But we had just never heard it until then, and now it's sort of passe because I think it, uh, of the songs on the Bootleg Series Volume 1 through 3, some of them aren't as accessible as others, and I think that this one, everybody loves this era of Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I think they love, um, you know, sort of the songs about Woody Guthrie. They like the songs that sound like uh, Blowing in the Wind and stuff like that, and like this is like that primo era mm-hmm. where you can not only have a very sort of dumb song but just with Bob Dylan sort of doing what he does really great at that time, which is playing fast guitar, unique guitar, but also singing singing it with such vibrancy that I really cannot get over. All right, guys, we were also people in the world this week. It hasn't been as hot out here in Oregon, although everywhere around us is on fire. Oh, yeah. So still. hopefully mm-hmm. that all gets resolved soon, and hopefully you're not listening to this in a future where everything is on fire. Yeah. Because that would really put a damper on your listening experience for sure. But in this week, we love to recommend things that we think you would love or don't know you personally at all. But, <laughs> but if you like us, you might like these things. Kelly, what else were you doing this week that you want the people to know about? I finally got around to listening, listening, watching the Glow documentary uh, that actually came out in 2012. Oh, wow. Before the show. Uh, yeah. And it was really sad and good. And you should watch it. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh. So if you haven't seen that, uh, go or do it. Seen Glow. Go yeah, watch but I would definitely recommend it. Glow. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I saw a movie that's might still be in theaters. It's not. So it's called Sorry to Bother You. Mm. And it's like, it was like, oh, it's this year's Get Out and blah, blah, I didn't super like it. So it's. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be really witty and make social commentary in a very surreal type of movie. So that's the one with the guy from Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah, in yeah. a call center. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah. So they're they're trying to like they're talking about unions and just like the fact that it's um, the whole cast is is uh, people of color, which is great. But, like I, I get it. White dudes have been making this movie for a long time. Like, John Dies at the End, Chum Scrubber, Risk Cutters, which I love. Uh, white dudes have been making weird movies with, like, trying to have a point to them. But mostly they just come off as fucking weird and kind of unnecessary for a long time. So it's nice to have people who aren't white making that movie. But it's still not great. Like, I think that it's... it's, And I'm usually not everyone to say this, but I, I think that it's getting a lot of praise that maybe it doesn't deserve. For instance, it doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. Tessa Thompson is really the only woman in the movie. There is another woman, Great. but they don't ever actually interact. So yeah. there's never two named characters on the screen talking right. about anything. Uh, wow. So that's a huge bummer. So I feel like if the, if the real impetus behind it was to make a surreal, not really a point-having kind of movie... Um, to not that was inclusive to not then have women <laughs> be in it is a, yeah. is a huge yeah like even if you're not going to make the main character be one okay but his best friend has a pretty big role and there's no reason why that couldn't have been a woman you know what i mean or like god forbid the main character be a woman right but anyway yeah it's so i didn't super like it it has like a twist people keeps like i don't even call when movies are really weird like this, for me, it's not fair to call it a twist because I wasn't expecting it to not fucking be weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it gets weirder. Yeah. But like, duh. I don't know. So yeah, I think it's getting a lot of praise that I don't necessarily agree with. There, There is a, a really good commentary about uh, the prison industrial complex that they do in a clever way. So like, 
it's got fun moments. I just like I wish I liked it more. Yeah. And I think it was not correct to to say it was like Get Out because Get Out was fucking perfect. I think he was just in it. So I think people are just like, it's so easy. <laughs> I only I, uh, he's the one black guy I know. He was in Get Out too. Yes, he was. So, and it wasn't the other guy from. There were only two black people in Get Out that I know. So one of them was in it, so it's clearly Get Out. Wow. I mean, that's probably what happened to at least one reviewer. Probably. It's like, oh shit, that's the guy from Get Out. It's Get Out. It's like Get Out. <laughs> Some guy at the AV Club. Oh shit. What? Damn, shots fired at the AV Club. I don't know. I just, I, it got a lot of praise from people oh, I no, expected to get praise. It got tons of praise. No, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to be hearing. I really was excited about it because of that. Non-praise, honestly. The so. be, yeah, the best part of the whole thing was the comment on, about labor unions and mm-hmm. uh, prison, prison industrial complex. But yeah, as far as any twist or whatever, I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's fair. Just weird. It's just weird. It's weird. You know, sometimes weird is what you're looking for. But I was not. <laughs> you were looking for a social commentary. That was a com- you want you wanted that or yeah. okay yeah. more than I wanted weird. yeah a little more because even though Get Out had its fantastical moments, it was still real enough yeah, like, that it kept you there. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Yeah. This that's why just, it's not. Get it went out. too far. That's why they're wrong. It's not Get Out, as you said. Yeah. It's not Get Out. It's fucking fine. I don't know. <laughs> I hate having opinions on anything because I'm always like, well, if you think about it this way, it's such a I think that's a fair fucker. way to view it though. Like I think you're right with your gut. You feel it. Maybe you need a second viewing. I think. I think when you're in turmoil, I think you need a second viewing. And I think sometimes the reviews are just up their own particular asses, just yeah, like you are. That's true. And so it's like you just gotta watch it and take from it what you will. Honestly, so it seems like a movie that does bring something out in you. So maybe that's, that's true. That's a true reason to listen to any, or that's a good enough reason to watch anything. Honestly, so. Billy built a robot in his parents' garage Because he had a list of problems that he needed to solve He said, I'm sick of the hills Laguna Beach is fake and whack Let's party like it's 96 and bring the horn section back Back before Gwen Stefani started rapping with Pharrell Gas cost 115 and Goldfinger could sell When reality TV wasn't scripted or contrived The brass was fat and bumping and the beats were all played live See, Billy was obsessed with third wave scum The mighty Boston's real big fish Listen, Jake, he's seen them all He longed for a time when even Bill Clinton played the sax On the White House lawn and kids wore shades and checkered slacks So Billy sits back in the class and laughs With an open on his lap and he plans his task To make a giant robot, how's that? And bring the real Orange County back I've been listening to a lot of MC Lars again, so I'm going to go see him in October. So if you don't know who MC Lars is, he would hate that you call him a nerdcore rapper, but that's what he is. That's amazing. <laughs> but he's like one of the OGs, and uh, he's a super fucking nice guy. I've met him twice um, at his shows. Yeah. He signed the hat my poster that I have Got at work. Hat poster. Yeah, so. Actually, not your hat poster, just no. your poster. My hat is in Hawaii, but hopefully it doesn't burn. From the, from the global fire, just take it. Yeah. yeah, when the fire jumps from the Oregon coast all the way to Hawaii. No, because Hawaii is exploding. The big no, true. Exploding. Yeah. But just imagine the two forces combining for oh, one yeah. huge wow. fire. Wow, just over the whole Pacific. It's It'd just be amazing. Really... I listen to two records. One, these don't help my my playlist. I constantly complain that it's just women punk rock. <laughs> I might discover, and I wonder why. Because fresh, I listen to. Uh, their 2017 album, Fresh, their band's name is Fresh, it's self-titled. 
it's so good. It's so good. They're uh, UK bands, UK punk bands, uh, hard on the sleeves, sort of like high to low. Fantastic stuff. I highly recommend it. Don't tell me what to like. Don't tell me I've gone too far. I'll take pictures of the sky. I'll fucking listen to Also, a band that used to be called Sports and is now called Remember Sports. They have a new album out called Slow Buzz, which is actually was a little bit too slow for me at first. Like when I first started, I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. And then uh, just the other day, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig into it. And it really picks up. And like, there are some songs that are like really good, all time sort of great songs. They're really good. They're really good. You're listening to this while I'm actually in Virginia. We're not taking a week off. We kind of like fit this in so that we can keep the recordings going. Happy birthday, mom. I've invaded your shit. You don't even know it. So I'm flying to Virginia to surprise my mom. So I'm going to be there uh, for her. And then I'm going to be back and we're going to do another episode of the Bob Dylan. No, of Sign on the Window. (laughs) Uh, The Bob Dylan podcast. I mean, uh, why didn't anybody think the Bob Dylan podcast? It's such an easy. Should we change our name and start over? Oh, man. Probably. We have 447 songs. Now, that sounds like we've lost even more because we have. Did you say 147? 447. I was like, something bad has happened. I went back through, as I do from time to time, and I realized I had all the bootleg series on there, which I just think is wrong at this point. I really enjoy going through song by song, and I don't think we need to, like have an entire bootleg series where we just like listen to the whole thing like we did with uh, Rolling Thunder that was kind of a fun experience because you got to listen to some songs mm-hmm. in weirder versions that we're going to hear later down the road but I don't think it was such a crazy moment that I'm like let's do it again so we're now at 447 anybody at home trying to keep track of this shit godspeed because I can't even keep track I love this you're cutting off years <sighs> of this podcast years of the podcast yeah. I mean, we would still be in the 590s if Ooh, it weren't for gross. just like really cutting this down kelly one out of 447 what you got you better say there's only 300 something songs next week uh 106 i feel like i've said that a million times Mm, 79 it's not bad though so 106 kelly 106 some favorite part could have been young but daily growing from the basement tapes what young but daily Daily growing okay i heard bidet Nope, we're going to be doing a lot of basement tape stuff in the future, but these are this is one of the songs that I kept on our actual playlist that we will cover by itself. But actually, Kelly, no, 79 was the correct answer, so you failed again, which is something that you do a lot. That's true. We're going back to Good As I've Been To You, 1992. This is a little Maggie territory. We are going to be listening to a song called Hard Times, which you heard... While driving around oh, on no the radio station. That's right. This is not a joke, Kelly. You told me that you heard this two weeks ago. Yeah. That's so random. Yeah. Like, fucking li- it is random. Uh, brought to you by random.org. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Damn random.org. Wow. Well done. Yeah, there's a really cool radio station here. Shout out to KBOO. KBOO. Boom. 90.7. Um, they had just... A, they do the m- most arbitrary stuff. They have like a, they'll have a little... 
uh, Democracy Now block sometimes mm-hmm. in the morning, and then they'll do just now with Folk Hour. They do um, indie hip hop in Portland area hour. It's fucking great. Like, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was driving to Target and I had it on, and I was like, that sounds a lot like Bob Dylan. Um, but I've never heard this song, and I feel like one Bob Dylan doesn't actually get played on the radio hardly ever. No. And two, if it was gonna happen, I was like, yeah, we're gonna hear a fucking the like Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Like, I took a screenshot on my phone because I just zammed it to make sure I was right and then it was Bob Dylan. And then I showed it to Daniel. I was like, have you ever heard of this song? He's like, yes, of course. But uh, I felt pretty pleased with myself because I got to hear a song I wasn't supposed to hear yet. That's true. But now here we are. And so now, now, it's, be... now it's almost like moot. It is moot. <laughs> and it's going to keep happening. But this is a not Bob Dylan song. So famously, these are all covers. So Hard oh, Times right. is done. As, and also, I think Hard Times... Oh, it's actually it's Stephen Foster. It's that fucking old. Oh, oh! Is Kelly Corder next week. That that's Yank. That's um, um, race car driving race. Stephen Foster, like, um, come on, you know Stephen Foster. Yes, you do. Stephen Jared Foster was a race car driver. That is Primus. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You know exactly what it is. Take you riding in the car, car. Bum, bum, Nice try. That's good. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how you played the tuba, actually. That's exactly the kind of sound. Camptown Racist, sing that song. Oh, that's a RuPaul joke. They have to sing that song in RuPaul. And one of the queens who like struggles with vocabulary sometimes was like, do wah, do wah. And they're like, do da, do wah, do. Am I not doing it? Do (laughs) wah. (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing. Love that show. That's another recommendation. It's a great <laughs> show. I yeah. So we're gonna do all of this stuff. Uh, my old Kentucky home. They're, they're, we're gonna get into Stephen Foster. So next week, you want to learn about Stephen Foster? Come to Sign on the Window. You can find us elsewhere at sotwpod.com, sotwpod on Twitter, on Tumblr, on SoundCloud, on Facebook, on Instagram. We're everywhere. We love it. That's what we, we do. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we love making stuff for you. So we are here and we are going to keep listening to songs. So Kelly, we're closing out a fun week. I'm going to go off to Virginia and hang out. And then I'll be back and we're going to talk about Stephen Foster. And we're going to talk about hard times. Hard times. Not- I'm excited. Little Maggie was such a great uh, episode for us. Not only was it, it the is, introduction yeah. of Mixed Up Confusion, mm-hmm. but it was also, um, I don't know, that was like, a, that was a great turning point. Episode 19. That was such a, a fun time. We had to learn about time. the mill on the floss. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Go back and listen to Little Maggie. That is some good <laughs> ass shit. Uh, and it's also a song that has a lot more in-depthness than, than this one. So next week, hopefully, we're going to get uh, deeper into the songs themselves. And we'll talk about all that kind of stuff. But until then, Kelly, I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. You know something, Robin, I was just wondering? Are we good guys or bad guys? You know, I mean... Uh, are robbing the rich to feed the poor. Rob? That's a naughty word. We never rob. We just sort of borrow a bit from those who can afford it. Borrow? <laughs> Boy, are we in debt. <laughs>